So I had a message from one of you asking me to talk about the things I wish I knew when I started that I didn't, that I do know now. Welcome to In The Car With Clint, number 36. It's almost my age. Ugh. Um, so I had a message from Brad um, to, and he asked me to tell you some of the things that I wish I knew at the start that I know now that I didn't know then. I think that's the way that it was asked. And I got thinking about it and I was like, oh yeah, I might write a list and I'll make a video and you know do a long form video and I'm not going to do that. So I figure today I kind of didn't really know what to talk about. So I thought, well, I probably should respond to some of the questions in the comments because that's what I've asked you to, to give me and now I need to give you some answers. So the first thing, and I'm just going to kind of run some off and kind of get to six minutes and then we're done. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind around um, business, and you would have heard this quote before, that people overestimate the amount of work they can get done in 12 months and underestimate the amount of work they can get done in 10 years. Now you can scale that down and up as much as you want to a day, to an hour, to a month, to a week, to whatever it is. But I think for me, I've got uh, eyes bigger than my stomach and a lot of the times um, I'm not planning far enough forward. Like for a long, long time, um, probably the first seven or eight years of running a business, I was only really planning that day or the next day, and we were talking about goals around long-term goals. But I, I, I didn't, I wasn't a, a strong um, goal writer, and I wasn't writing them down and reviewing them every day. And and, and so I think um, to take that lesson away from it, um, it's really important for you to clearly write down your goals and the things that you want to achieve in life and in business and review them regularly. It doesn't have to be daily, but have them written down. Like you write them down or, or type them up and print them on, the, put them up on the wall, put them in a book, have a vision board, whatever makes you happy, whatever feels right, whatever's achievable and review them. But give yourself a realistic, but a stretch timeline, you know, like we initially, I think we, like when we first started, um, my business partner and I had a goal to retire in 2018, which was our 10 year anniversary of the business and we had it written down and we we're gonna have three shops and we we're gonna be millionaires and it was written down. Now, goals are gonna change. They don't have to be set in stone, they don't have to be set in concrete, but it's important to have goals and it's even more important to reset once you've achieved those goals and that was something that I have struggled with in the past, um, hence why I now have a goal to do $100 million in annual turnover. Um, it's gonna take me a long time to get there and it just gives me, um, I guess protection that I'm not going to have um, achieved that goal too quickly and then go out on a celebration uh, dinner and not come back for three years. I've done that before. Um, what else have we got? Um, not everyone that says they will support you when you start your business is going to support you when your business is started. Uh, I had, um, you know, Everyone is a well-wisher and you're gonna, I'm gonna start my business. They're like, oh, cool, man. Give me a buzz when you start. We'll give you some work. They're not going to. Um, and it's interesting that the, like, it not, you know, not scientifically, but the ones that said they would support me, you know, 80% didn't and 20% did. And the ones I never thought would come across or help me with, with my business did. So um, you can't take promises from people to the bank. You need to... Um, almost assume that um, you know if you've got so if you've got 10 customers that 
promise they're coming across to will. Um, that probably leads me into the event space. Um, we have a lot of events, uh, barbecue, breakfast, and all that kind of thing, training days. Um, we found that 30 to 40 to 50% of people that say they're coming to your event won't come. So you kind of need to be prepared for that. What else? I always thought that banks, once I, once I got to a certain level in banking, would give a shit about me. Um, and every time I kind of climb to the next stage, and I'm banking, you know, a million dollars a month now, they still don't give a shit. So try not to, um, try not to hang any success on having a good relationship with a bank. I'm sure some people do. <clears throat> I know my dad had a great relationship with his banker for a long time, <clears throat> but eventually... Um, the, the person that you might be dealing with will retire or leave um, and you go back to being a number with the bank now you might be a big number with the bank but you're still just a number with the bank what else um, money talks bullshit walks I think um, until you spend a very large amount of money with companies that are either shareholder owned or you can't have a relationship directly with the director, the only way that you will have any respect from the company as a greater company is to spend a lot of money. Um, you know, we try to develop relationships and I remember when we first started out, I thought I was an absolute baller buying a pallet of drip tube um, and trying to negotiate a, a price on 20 rolls. And now I laugh because we buy a semi-trailer of drip tube um, and I can now appreciate what where, where we were at back then but um, if you want to be taken seriously by these companies um, it's not completely dissimilar to a bank um, and the more you spend the, the higher up the chain you'll get um, but ultimately corporates and big companies are really only going to protect their own interests and um, it's very easy to blame uh, someone else when there's no face on that, that person similar to when you apply for a loan and they say no um, you want to talk to the person that said no there is no person that said no the computer said no so um, there's that um, <clears throat> what else one of the things that I did in the early stages that I probably don't do as much now and I'm glad that I don't is I borrowed to buy a lot rather than saving to buy uh, I've always financed my vehicles and I still do I kind of treat the rental cost I treat the loan cost of a vehicle like a rent like a building um, but really if you want to build true wealth uh, you don't want to use the banks now I remember a banker like when I was talking to the bank once I was because I've always kind of put all my heart on my sleeve and told the bankers how I feel about them and I was like how the f you know how can you not you know, censored myself how can you not just get this done and they're like mate most 80% of the bank's customers don't borrow money from us they bank with us and a lot of businesses have cash and I went to buy a vineyard in 2014 a commercial loan I was trying to get all this money um, and I kind of like brokered the deal myself because I was getting so pissed off with the lack of interest from the brokers like it wasn't a walk in the park so they weren't interested and I went and met with Dion my accountant who you um, are very much aware of but his boss Eddie who's like legendary accountant 
space. I'm sure, sure he'll love me saying that. Um, and he said to me, there's two types of people in business. There's people that borrow to buy and there's people that save to buy. You need to stop being a person that borrows to buy and you need to start being a person that saves to buy. And it kind of changed my mindset around business. I'm still not completely there. But um, the more you can save along the way, the better options it gives you. And there is nothing worse than having to sit down and try and borrow money either from family or from an institution or from an external investor. Um, it's, it's just a process you have to go through. And it's a much nicer process to know that you've got that money in the bank and then you can go do it. Now, obviously, I'm growing really fast and I still have to borrow. Um, but it's becoming a less and less and less of a concern. Um, so yeah, ideally if you can save to spend rather than borrow to spend, that's a good one. Uh, what else didn't I know? Not everyone is going to work as hard as you in your business. Uh, I was an employee before I became a director and I was a really good employee. Um, I still believe that I would be a good employee. I don't know how employable I'd be, but I think I could transition back if I had to. Um, I think a lot of uh, people that own large corporations and uh, entrepreneurs kind of, they're like, I could never work for someone ever again. I probably could. Um, I'd probably be a, be a challenging employee for the board um, and I'd probably argue a lot, but I think my results would speak for themselves and they'd kind of leave me alone. Um, I'd need full autonomy. And, you know, um, when I left working for someone, I had this attitude that everyone else should work as hard as I did when I worked for someone. And it's just not the case. People are gonna, you know, if you get a 0.7 of your effort or a 0.8 of your effort, you've gotta remember that it's not their business. They're just working for you. And not everyone is gonna be an alpha dog slayer player that just kills it and goes out there and dominates. And to be honest, if you if they do, they're probably, short of you having a really good scheme um, to, of support for them financially and emotionally and training-wise, they might end up starting their own business. So. I think it's good to be aware that not everyone is going to work as hard as you may have when you worked for someone, and that's just normal, and that's okay. Um, oh, if, if people have sick leave, they are going to use it. Um, whether or not they use it genuinely or not genuinely, the reality is um, you're best off just knowing that the 10 days of leave that they have in Australia could get used and that you're always going to have someone off sick. We've got 30 staff, which means we've got 300 possible sick days that they can use, give or take. Obviously, we've got some casuals. And so the reality is we don't even trade 300 days a year with all the public holidays the government give us. And, you know, the Sundays, obviously, water prayer is, isn't a seven-day-a-week business. So there's always going to be someone off sick. And that's just life. So you, you probably want to plan for that. I never did. I, I remember I, as an employee, I never took sick days. I'd go to work miss, missing an arm, half dead with my eyes hanging out of my head, um, either from genuine sickness or from self-indulgence. And that was just, just what I did. Not everyone's like that. So that's fine too. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is. This is just obviously off the top of my head. I haven't actually prepared for it. So um, it might end up becoming another... I might do another video like this um, as I think of more. So yeah, um, that's probably it for now. Uh, that's some stuff that I um, probably didn't know. And you know what? I don't really care that I didn't know it. I think the whole 
process of running and growing a business is the learning. And a lot of times, <clears throat> I feel like I'm going too slow. But I don't have, I don't need more profit for me. Like I don't need to buy anything more. I mean, there's a few things I want, but they're not. It's not urgent. And so ultimately, it doesn't like it, it's okay. And it's just grow grow at this speed because oh, I get to play this game of business every day and I love it. Like, I've just come back from some holidays and my wife noticed that I was more excited to be going back to work than I was to be going on holidays. Now, I can't apologize for that. It's how I am. And I love operating. I love the strategic direction of a, of a business owner. I love being able to, you know, test and play and do all these cool things every day and I'm really grateful that um, that I'm allowed to do that so yeah hopefully that's helped some of you uh, I appreciate you taking the time to watch me in the car with Clint 13 minutes is gonna hurt some of you maybe you need to save this one for the weekend uh, obviously as you've seen if you've got questions or comments I will respond to them so stick them in the comment section below or send me a DM um, and I will talk to you very soon be kind to each other and have a wonderful day if you're in South Australia today Looking good.